Right, so hello and a warm welcome to our sixth podcast in the Conveyance and Connection series of PCS Pods. I'm Kate Forsdyke and I'm a director of PCS Legal and today I'm joined by the glamorous Lexi Carducci, who is a property finder and has built her whole career around property. So Lexi is going to answer some of our questions about using a property finder. So hi, Lexi. Thank you, Kate. I love you. You're really glamorous then. I I will take it. You you definitely deserve it, that's for sure. Um, So can you tell me, what does a property finder actually do? Yeah, so as a property finder, we work for the people. So we don't have, we're not an estate agent, which I think is the biggest thing that people are always thinking that's what we do. Uh, but yeah, we work on the other side from estate agents for the people that are looking to either buy or rent. So I okay. have people that are looking for both. Um, I'd say like 60% of my clients at the minute are actually looking to rent. Um, yeah. yeah, so I help, help in, in both. In um, different camps. Exactly. Yeah. And like an estate agent will work for the vendor and the landlord and they have all the properties on their books. Yeah. So... I don't have any properties on a book um, or that I can necessarily access without using an estate agent. So I've got to work with So you're the, the other side agents. of the coin yeah, almost. Yeah, exactly. But it, it, people are always like, oh, so we can basically just cut out estate agents and work with you. And I'm like, no, no, because I've got, I've got to work with the estate agents. But a good way to kind of put it is that in the States, there's something called an MLS, which yeah. is like a multi-listing system, okay, which we yeah, don't have here. Yeah. So our estate agents can only access what's on their books unless they were looking to do like a split deal with someone. Yeah. Um, whereas what I can do is almost act as an MLS for my clients and access all the stock from all the different agents and private vendors, private landlords. Oh, brilliant. Okay. So what do you think are the benefits of using a property finder? Yeah, so... Do you know what? I had this uh, discussion with someone recently and they were like, it's to save money, right? And I was like, well, I feel like it used to be in like yeah. a different market. Okay. So previously, people might employ a property finder because they're like, okay, they can negotiate for me and hopefully save me on the cost of the property. Yeah. I'd say, okay, we can still do that because we negotiate. But the main reason for using a property finder is one, like I just said, we will register or we're already registered with all the estate agents in a particular area. So we're saving you massive amounts of time yeah. that you know, like, you know how long people spend. time's so on precious that. as yes, well, isn't it? it? Is. So, yeah. Spend on the phone to estate agents and half the time, yeah. like I, I love the estate agents that I work with, like I work with them all and like not trying to say a bad word against them. But half the time, they call you up with stuff that's not even relevant. Yeah. So I'm there as like a filter to filter that out. Yeah. And at the end of the day, time is money to a lot of people. That of course it is, if people are working yeah. and everything else, of, of course it would be. Exactly. Yeah. So I kind of will, and there's various different services that I can offer or people offer as a property finder. Yeah. So we kind of hold your hand throughout the whole process of moving home, whether, again, that's buying or renting. Um, a lot of my clients are coming from outside of London or even outside of the UK. So they're not familiar with the way the UK market works. And our market, like we just said, with like the multi-listing system in the US, is so different here. It than, is massively different. Than it yeah. is in other countries. Yeah. Like, I actually think we're going to see more of like the American, Australian way of working. Like, people are already kind of doing it. Like you've got the Daniel Daggers, Tyron Ash, like yeah. running almost these brokerages. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is, I, I personally think we're going to see more of that come yeah. to the forefront, which is quite exciting. Like it's, it's, it's good to see changes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. with that, I feel like you're going to get a lot more buying agents yeah. out there. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's, it's quite a unique thing at the minute, I think. You don't hear too many um, of property finders being around. So it's quite a, quite a good thing. So what's the process kind of from your point of view when you get instructed from somebody to, to find them a property? Yeah. So the, the first step is always to obviously have a conversation. And like I said, so many of my clients aren't actually in London or abroad. So yeah. that can be done in person, obviously, over a nice little coffee. Um, <laughs> or to do it nowadays over Zoom. Over or Zoom or but that initial thing. conversation is so important because half of my job is like managing expectations. Like I can't sit there and kind of, over promise under deliver a lot of what I'm saying you know saying or advising my clients is actually that's maybe not going to work for for the budget that we're looking for but here are the solutions yeah and actually have you ever thought of this area and going back to like the different services that I offer one of those is an area orientation which okay. is so beneficial to people because we can basically like go out for a day and look at different areas so yeah. you know if they if I'm going through the list of requirements from my client that this is how many bedrooms they need, this is their budget, um, this is the kind of time frame that we're working with, they need a garden, they need a garage, like all these points. And I'm thinking, okay, you, you may not get that in that area, but let's go yeah. on an area orientation. I'll show you an, an example property in that area. Yeah. And then how about we actually go a little bit further out to this area yeah, and then you can take all those boxes before, which they may not yeah. consider or even yeah. know about exactly like, yeah. you know people think of London and when I used to come and visit as a, as a kid you're like the West End yeah. Oxford Street <laughs> where am I living basically yeah, but then it. My favourite parts of London are like all those little hidden gems like Hampstead Village yes. and Barnes yes, and yeah. Wooden Village and all those cutesy little places that yeah. if you're coming as a tourist, you just don't realise exist. No, no, definitely. <laughs> so that's like the first point of call. So doing an initial conversation and just making sure we're all on the same page and that my clients understand um, you know, we're just we're on the same page, and they understand that what they will get for their money, or what compromises we need to make. Like, I I hate the word compromise, mm-hmm. but I feel like it has to happen. Like, yeah, exactly. You can't you can't wave a magic wand, can you? And say yeah, I know. here it is. But even though you probably want to, but I can imagine <laughs> there's there's probably a few things that that might need yeah. to. Uh... And it's sometimes things that people haven't thought of as well. And it's opening. It's not saying no. Like I feel like with every okay maybe this doesn't work scenario that I give my client I've got an answer for it like yeah. we either reduce the number of bedrooms that you're looking for or we're realistically going to be looking at flats rather than houses yeah. or we move that little bit further out to a different area like it's always weighing up that area versus price versus space versus specification like unfortunately it's so hard to tick every single one of those boxes um, yeah. but it always works out like yeah. you, and that, that's like that bit of positivity that I want to give to people because I know it's so stressful like it's a big move moving house but you will find something yeah exactly so so what areas do you cover is it mainly London or yeah do you so branch it, out a bit? it's mostly London that I cover sometimes the home counties particularly yeah. going out into Surrey so I cover I work with a lot of people that are putting children into places like ACS Cobham yeah um so they want to be in those areas like Isha Cobham that little golden triangle that's there yeah, I love nice. places like Thames Ditton which is just on that border of London and Surrey and it's so it's so cute yeah <laughs> really nice um I'm sorry, I was going back to the question before because 
that was like that first step of the process. It's me. I, I carry yeah. on chat away, and then I'm That's like, wait, okay. I didn't actually cover what, <laughs> what the next step is. So yeah, once we've done that initial conversation, then we can do like an aerial orientation. Um, then we then I do all the research, and then we go out yeah. on a home search uh, a day two days like however long yeah. sometimes it can be more ad hoc if there's really not a lot of stock like there is right now there's not yeah. a lot of stock out there <laughs> uh, so a lot of my searches at the minute are more ad hoc so yeah maybe there's a couple of properties that pop up one week that I'll go and send you to go and have a look at I can accompany you yeah uh, there's so many like every client that I work with it's more like a tailored bespoke service because not everyone needs the same amount no, of assistance as well of so some people are like, oh, I want you to do the negotiations for me. And some people are like, actually, I'd like to negotiate it myself. That's yeah. fine with like with your advice. Yeah. And some people want me to accompany them on every viewing. Yeah. Some people are like, actually, I just want you to find the properties and I'll yeah. go out and view them myself. But it's probably so, good to have a second opinion, though. I think, I think when you're definitely. looking at properties or sometimes you have your heart set on something and someone can say something and think, oh, actually, maybe that's not the best one for you, you yeah, know? for sure. Mm. And also it's about, like, my job is, a lot of it's about finding that off-market stock. So yeah. going back to our very first question, <laughs> which was, why do people use you? Um, because we can get access to that off-market stock that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I can do a job and I'll just yeah. look through Rightmove and Zoopla and the property portals, but... 80% of my clients take stuff that hasn't even hit those portals. Really? Wow. So much stock doesn't hit the big property portals. Yeah. The only way you're going to get access to it is being registered with all the agents. Oh. Um, and that is time consuming. Yeah. And it's it's a big job to do for someone. Yeah. And why not let someone else come in and take that pressure off you? Like, I always think, and I know this is a really like, silly kind of um, comparison to make, but I always think, well, I'm not going to try and sit at home and like try and dye my own hair because it will go wrong. I'm yeah. going to an expert. <laughs> yeah, in the field. that's right. So why, when we're purchasing for the majority of us, which is the biggest, biggest purchase of our life, yeah. do we not use a professional yeah. to help us? Now, a lot of people think that that professional that's going to help them is estate agents, but they don't even work for you. No, they're, they're working, working for the vendor and the, the, the landlord. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, okay, so so what sort of fees? Do you usually charge? Are they fixed or per hour? You don't have to tell me the amount. Yeah. Just so a rough, rough guide. I think good. that's a really good question for people <laughs> to know. And probably like the, the biggest question that people that haven't maybe heard of a property finder, I guess a property finder can cover like, I put it under property finder, but like we said, it can be renting or buying. Some yeah. people call it a buying agent. Some people call it a property sourcer, which yeah. is like kind of looking for investment properties. But there's, I guess there's four ways that you can charge um, or I charge a client. One of them is a day rate. So okay. normally that goes out to my clients that are looking to rent. Yes, um, yeah. And a lot of the clients that are looking to rent are coming in from like big corporate companies. So they're given like an allowance from their yeah. company. So okay. maybe they're like, okay, you get a day allowance or a two day allowance. So that'd yeah. be like a day rate that I would charge. And that would cover that initial consultation, uh, doing my research, taking them out for a day or two days, however long they get. They might be given an area orientation within that as well. And then negotiating for them and basically holding their hand till they move on in yeah so that's what what I charge like a day rate um typically with buying when someone's buying a property we take like a retainer fee for per six months okay which comes off the overall fee they pay us at the end yeah because it's like working with a buyer can sometimes take like sometimes I don't get paid on a job for a year so okay. taking that retainer helps you kind of cover that time yeah exactly you're them. putting a lot of time and, I imagine and yeah. effort into and if something falls through I mean uh, 
as an example, a retainer fee on average is about two and a half thousand pounds. Yeah. But actually, if you broke that down hourly into all the time, if someone didn't take something within that six months, like you're not making money because it's it's, yeah whereas the whole fee is normally a percentage of the property sale price so between somewhere between one and three percent is typically what we take as a buyer agent which would be paid for by the person buying the property yeah so it's quite a big chunk of money for people to pay for a service as well as like particularly if they're looking to sell because they'll be paying another fee to the estate agents now a third way that that we can kind of uh, get paid on the job um, is to actually take a fee from the estate agents. But I say, and I say that to my clients, sometimes I do this with like friends. Yeah. Like, I'm not paying your fees, but help me out. <laughs> and I'm like, sure, guys. Um, and we can take a fee from the agent. We can't obviously take from both sides. It's a conflict of interest. And not every agent is going to be willing to give us a no. split fee. Not every property is going to offer a split fee on it. So it doesn't give you access to the whole market, which is kind of pointless of our service. But then surely so. that goes into a, an estate agent's, um, you know, it's a benefit to them to have it's, people yeah. like you around because as soon as properties come on, you can find someone to buy them, oh, which is massively. kind of almost doing part of their, their job for well, them, really. Yeah, so like it's like a win-win. Well, yeah, I like pre-vet clients for them. And I'm, that's why it's so nice to, you know, you've got to get on with the estate agents and, as much as I need to work with them, if in a quiet market, yeah. they love to work with us because we're basically bringing them, well, any market, we're bringing them someone that is like, a, they style them as like a hot applicant yeah. because they know they're looking to move. They've impl- they're paying someone to help them yeah, find something. Exactly. So you're, you're kind of like, we're good to go here. These people aren't tire kickers or take people that are going to waste your time because they actually want to buy something or rent something. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that fourth point that I was going to say and what people historically did as property finders was actually take a uh, percentage of what they saved people on a sale price Um, but nowadays with the market the way it is people are paying asking price over asking price so it just doesn't really work no No, that's right yeah so but but it's market yeah really another big thing of what we do is to uh basically package up our clients to the estate agents because I think a lot of people when they put forward an offer on a property that they, they just put forward the offer and yeah. that's it but actually there's so much more that needs to come with that you know we can list details of the fact that they've got their mortgage accepted it's these are the contacts for that this this is who they're working with to do this that and everything else and um even putting together like a little bio about yeah. them I, I know it sounds so silly and like such a little thing to do but the amount of times that my clients have got a property from us writing a bio and there being something that connects them with from, a landlord from or a the seller though if you if you were having two or three different offers on the table and you had all this information from this buyer you surely would go with them because exactly. you've already done the homework like, for yeah. them rather than just joe blogs putting in an offer for for this you Definitely. know you, you would be more inclined to go with the one that has a lot more information yeah. and um, as you say that it's paying for a service that's finding them yeah property as well and so. i've had instances where you know we've put forward an offer from a client and i've said oh you know um you know my client's children are this is who they are they're going to this school 
as yeah. just a just to give them some information of why they're moving to the area. Yeah. And then the vendor's like, oh, my kids went to that school. And there's instantly this yeah, like, connection. connection there. Yeah. You just don't know what what connection there's going to be out there. So you might as well put it in a little bio. Yeah, even the, yeah, even like silly little things. And this is like talking about renting. But I've had a client who's had like some random breed of dog. And then the <laughs> it's the landlord's like, oh, I, you know, I've had that breed of dog, oh, and it's like these brilliant. silly little things yeah, that yeah. connect people. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, what what would um, a buyer sort of expect from an initial meeting with you? Like, do you go through all their mortgage and make sure they've got everything in place first, or do you um, kind of advise them to to go off and do all that before? Yeah. Now, I'd always advise someone to get a mortgage broker yeah. and have everything kind of like already agreed in principle before, before you go out looking. Yeah, yeah, go out looking, and you. Most people that come to me don't have that in place. They okay. are really start that's from the beginning. Yeah. yeah, so that's another thing that I can kind of point them in the right direction to help them out with. Um, and yeah, I always advise them to go and do that. And some people come to me without understanding their budget and what they actually might be allowed yeah. to borrow on. Um, so I'm like, go and sort that first. Here's some recommendations. You don't have to use them, but here's three or four. Um, and then come back to me and we can take it from there and dis- and discuss going forward. Because that often changes a lot of yeah. things. And there's no point in me having a conversation with someone until they have all of that like verified and checked and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Otherwise you're putting your time in. Yeah. And, it, you know, their circumstances might change. And, well, and it, yeah, exactly, exactly. So after you've um, found the dream property for somebody, um, do you stay in the process until completion's taken place? Pretty much. And again, it depends like what, how much support they yeah. need from me. But I absolutely can until keys are handed over and everything's done and just okay. help that process go along. And when I said earlier about the percentages that we charge being somewhere between like one and three percent the mm. higher end of that is going to be how much you time how much more after me. yes yeah. yeah so it's completely optional if people want me to help out throughout the whole way yeah absolutely well, I, people, I suppose really though when you think about it if, if somebody is you know working hard they haven't got the time to keep chasing you know um, conveyances yeah. and solicitors and stuff then they can use you as that support yeah. then you know that will help them no end really wouldn't it oh, definitely yeah. and I always think like when I go through the buying process with my developments I'm always like why do like I know this is my job but oh my god it would be great to have someone do this for me <laughs> no, no, exactly yeah. Yeah. to me it seems, it seems like an absolute dream <laughs> Um, so what's the best piece of advice you've been given when looking for a property? Oh, the best piece of advice I I like I've given someone else or like I've just well, found like throughout the Yeah, that the you've whole, probably found throughout your Okay, your I think and I say this so like so many videos in my Instagram <laughs> cover this, but just being nice to your estate agent or if you're uh buying or renting privately through and you've gone direct to a vendor or landlord, yeah. Just not underestimating how much your connection of being a nice person to them can kind of mani- well, not, um, what's the word like affect yes yeah getting that property or not yeah some definitely. people go into properties with the thought that okay if I talk this down I can come in with a really low price yeah but actually if there's two or three people that are offering on that property whether you know you said that in front of the agent or the vendor or landlord um who do you think they're going to go with? Someone that's offered the same that they clicked with and no, thought, thought they were a nothing. nice person. I really want them to get it. Or someone that's been rude to them and, you know, 
I just think that you cannot underestimate definitely, being definitely. nice to your estate agent. Yeah. I'm friends with most of the people that I've bought properties <laughs> from because, and that's the way in development, if I'm looking for a property for myself, knowing agents in my area, like I invest in W3, W4 in Chiswick and Acton. Yeah. And um, I kind of know a lot of the estate agents in that area. We're friends, we'll go for drinks. And I know that I'll be given something if I'm looking before someone else will. Yeah, exactly. Or they'll give them a heads up, like two weeks before something goes live, they're like, Lex, we've got this thing that I'm working on. I think it might, you know, come to the market. Do you want yeah. to get in early? Yeah, brilliant. That's right. Yeah, connections are, oh, are everything, aren't they? Massive. Okay, and have you got any sort of tips for people that are looking to buy or, or rent properties? Like, what's the, the best tips you could give someone? I think definitely number one, particularly for buying well, and renting is just be organised. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no point going out there, finding your dream property, but not being in a place where you're actively ready to make an offer on it. Yeah. And then, you're, and then, you know, you won't get it because you're not in a position where you can move forward with it. And so then when everything you'll see going forward, you're just comparing <laughs> that one that you were like, I've already found my dream home, but I wasn't in a position to move on. Yeah. So be ready, get your ducks in a row, um, have all your paperwork ready. Um, that's one big tip. Yes, to get, definitely. To get started. I completely you, agree yeah. with that one as well. <laughs> I know, I was like, definitely makes your life so much easier. It does, well. it does. <laughs> funny, I think every podcast I've done, every person has said, be organised, be, be organised. Organized. So, it's such it's a, so one true. of those things, you've got to get it done. Um, second thing is just to be open to looking at things that you wouldn't have considered yeah and don't rule stuff out like if you've looked at pictures online sometimes the pictures make stuff look really good and then you get there and it's not that great mm. and then sometimes it can be the complete opposite. opposite I had a client that's offered on something in fact I was putting it forward this morning and I almost didn't show them this property because I thought oh I just don't, I don't think it's quite there the location's really good though so we'll go and see it and the pictures were just a bit just they weren't they weren't speaking to me yeah. <laughs> but we got there it was amazing and oh, it just goes wow. to show that you can't you can't rule need stuff to out. see it you need to go and see it and sometimes like i'll take my i always make the joke that i will like kidnap my clients like, <laughs> we're going to see this property and they're like but lexi it's not in the area that we want and i'm like guys we're yeah, going please like we're in my car now doors are locked we're going there i don't know <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's you just be open to it yeah because at the end of the day if you're out on a day of viewings it's not going to do any harm is it it's not going to do any harm you're out for a day you might as well go and see it and that leads to like another tip view 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 and try and view stuff back to back because it really helps with comparing properties like act quickly on things because if you particularly in rentals and particularly in london whether that's sales or lettings yeah uh, things move so quickly if you go and see something on monday and then you're like okay cool well now i can't you take time or find time till Friday and I'll go and see this on Friday. Oh, I quite like the one on Monday. <laughs> and then you get to Friday and you're like, nah, I didn't like that one. I'm going to go with the one on Monday. It's probably gone. It's too late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, too late. Whereas if you can view them back to back and just be a little bit flexible. Yeah. Go and view it on a lunch break. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm sure you're whoever you're working for is going to appreciate that if, as soon as you find a property you're going to be putting yeah, in more time exactly. at work anyway so and you're not going to be so stressed if you're 10 minutes late back I'm sure that's fine yeah definitely well I suppose in the London market is so different I imagine that properties do go very quickly oh, so, so but even yeah. on the day like if it's a good property it will be gone on the day yeah oh, wow. in this market so, yeah 
there's not a lot of stock. There's so many people looking, and that's not yeah. to panic people. It's just, but just that's how it is. I think that goes back to being organised. You need to be in that position to be able to put to your offer in straight yeah. away and go with the processes yeah. as quickly as you can. Yeah, and I also think try and find out as much as you can about the situation of the person that is selling or is renting out their property because yes. that way you can, you know, that's part of my job to tailor our offer yeah. to what we know they want. Okay, yeah, brilliant. Okay, well, thank you so much for, for recording this podcast today. I thank think you uh, next time me. I'm finding a property, I'm definitely going to be giving you a call. Oh, yes. It just seems like a dream. <laughs> I think that and someone packing up your house for you oh, and moving you is, is the two um, two things I that totally I would agree. definitely like to And we'll have such a fun day out. Like, that's no, one I know. Of the things that I, I love my days out with my clients because <laughs> we put in a little lunch break. We have, I would say to them at the end of the day, like, have you found it enjoyable and productive? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's got to be enjoyable. And as you said, you're, you're putting the fun into it, which I, I really like that. So. Yeah. yeah. I can't thank you. Thank you. <laughs>